No longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into His Hardline. Welcome. Glad to have you all here. Don't forget to check out the website, www.hishardline.com. This is the only place where you're going to get God and Jesus Christ mixed in with a little true history of America, mixed in with instructions on how to assemble your nation. We're here to implement solutions that will help restore this republic. But most importantly, we're also here to help America and the rest of the world to invite Jesus Christ into their heart. It's time to take back our nation. It's time to take back our world, ladies and gentlemen. And you can find us here six out of the seven days a week. So be sure to share this with your friends and family. Don't forget, don't forget. Sovereignty itself is, of course, not subject to law, for it is the author and source of law. But in our system, while sovereign powers are delegated to the agencies of government, sovereignty itself remains with the people by whom and for whom all government exists and acts. Welcome to His Heart Line, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Woo! <laughs> yeah! Let's get rocking. All right. All right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, or good morning. Wherever you're at in the world, I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the host and they are the ones in the captain's chair. They are the CEO. They are the ones in charge and they are at the wheel. Therefore, they are steering this ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you all here. So, oh, wait, I got to look at this real quick. So Destry just sent me a picture here real quick. Here, I'm complaining about it being 30 degrees and saying it's so cold. Man, he's not, you're not kidding. So he was just saying, he goes, cold. He goes, I got thick ice on the inside of my doors. And yeah, this, this, this looks like some, uh, if any of you have ever seen that movie, The Day After Tomorrow, where those crazy storms kind of collided with one another and merged and made one crazy, like, polar vortex thing, I guess. That's what this looks like. This looks like a solid concrete metal door. And yeah, there's legit ice all up around the border uh, on the perimeter of this door on the inside. That sucks. I still say it's cold. <laughs> that looks like that sucks. Um, anyway, so welcome to His Heart Line. It is episode 422. We're going to be doing a reading out of Isaiah chapter 56. And then we will have a little discussion a little bit later on here um, about watching out who you listen to. You know, you might be surprised, and I'm not going to, you know, drop names or anything, but I think you might be surprised in general who sold out as far as some of the conservative voices that are out there. And, you know, one thing I just learned today, actually, Blaze, the Blaze got sold. I forgot to what company, but 
Yeah, Glenn Beck. I didn't know that. Glenn Beck sold the Blaze. Um, it's kind of interesting. Um, you know, I, I found a newfound respect with uh, for Steven Crowder, you know, from the Louder with Crowder show. I found a whole new respect for him. And we'll get into that a little bit later and what, you know, I discovered. And we're going to talk about a few things that, well, pretty much what we've always been talking about here, but we're just going to continue on the conversation and elaborate, you know, elaborate in a little bit more detail. But before we get going, one thing that I wanted to kind of start off with, if I can find it, let me see here. There is a, there it is. So on Telegram, um, by the way, if you didn't get a chance to catch Monday Night Law on Kirk's Law Corner, you can go on Rumble, type in Kirk's Law Corner LLC. I believe it's all one word. No spaces. He did what's called Monday Night Law yesterday. Good show. Plan on listening to it again. He talks about a lot of good good information in there. I highly suggest you go check it out. You could also find him on Patreon. And also he's on Telegram. So he forwarded something. Uh, from a channel called Gitmo TV. I'm not subscribed to it, but I ended up forwarding it. And this is very interesting because these are some questions that still never got answered. And they won't get answered. But we're just going to, you know, say the questions anyways. We're going we're gonna to put it out there. So, like, for example, first off, it says, we're still waiting for liberals to explain. And then here's the list. Where the flu went in 2020, where did the flu go? What, it took a vacation? Why the global death count didn't change in 2020? Why COVID didn't wipe out the homeless population? That one still baffles me. Why billions of healthy people were quarantined for the first time in world history? Why COVID avoided Africa? Why COVID avoided places that didn't lock down? Why a piece of fruit and a goat tested positive for COVID. Here's a good one. Why the majority of positive cases at the beginning of the pandemic were people who hadn't even left their homes. Yeah. Explain that one. Or explain why COVID was the first virus in history where the majority of people who supposedly had it were asymptomatic. Remember that word? Asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. Or why lockdowns did nothing to slow the spread. Remember that? 14 days to to flatten the curve. Which, by the way, did we ever get a curve to flatten? I don't remember seeing that in the news. Did, did any of you? I think last I checked, I lost count at around like 488 days to flatten the curve. Why the vaccines did nothing to slow the spread. Why we've seen a 1,100 spike, excuse me, a 1,100% spike in myocarditis in children. Yeah, why, why, why has that occurred? Why are we seeing students of all ages from elementary all the way to high school and college? Why are we seeing these kids drop dead? Of course I know zero. I know that. But I'm just saying, these are questions that liberals need to answer. 
See, these are the questions you need to pose to your liberal friends or anybody for that matter. They don't even have to be liberal because trust me, I know some people that aren't liberal that bought into this freaking COVID nonsense hook, line and sinker who are Trump voters. Oh, yeah, they, they exist. You know how I know they exist? Because sadly, I got a few of them in my family. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, why, and here's another question. Why the violent riots of 2020 weren't these big super spreader events or the George Floyd funeral? But yet you couldn't even have a funeral for any of your family members during 2020. But yet George Floyd was, our, you know, that was allowed. You can you could have a big concert for that. Fill up Madison Square Garden or wherever they were at. And why the mainstream media didn't cover the millions of adverse reactions and the tens of thousands of deaths that were reported on VARES. See, that's the thing. Why, why conspiracy theorists were right about everything and, and yet these people still refuse to acknowledge it. See, these are the questions you need to bring up to your liberal friends. If you have any, if you have liberal and listen, I got liberal friends. There's not, they're not many of them, but you know, we do have a couple. They're nice people. I mean, I'm not, you know, I question their politics and I question their, the science that they supposedly follow, but they're good people. I mean, listen, liberals need friends too. Okay. That are outside of the echo chambers. All right, be nice. Liberals need friends. But these are very good questions that you can pose to anybody that, you know, pretty much laughed in your face when you said this whole thing was a hoax. I have plenty of neighbors that were like that. Friends. Oh, yeah. So anyway, interesting stuff. But um, to answer, I think Rita asked... Um, Oh yeah, okay. Le- Leslie Liberty already answered it, um, but yeah, I I, I posted it on my Telegram Rita about where I found these these questions. Um, but yeah, it's on. He he reposted it on his Telegram channel, um, Kirk's Law Corner LLC, by the way. So, but yeah, give give him a follow and listen to his Monday Night Law shows. They're really good. You'll learn a lot. I promise you. Hopefully, one day he can you know spare some time, maybe even just even if it's fifteen or twenty minutes, and we can talk about something specific that I've been kind of curious about. For example, like uh, I've been wanting him to actually come on the show to discuss, you know, the history about the Merchant Marines. I actually been wanting to know a little bit, you know, been wanting to learn a little bit more about that. Um, I find that kind of interesting, you know, because the Merchant Marines is you know is the civil law or is a civil power. So I don't know. Hopefully, one day he'll come on. I know he, he's pretty busy. He's got a lot of stuff going on with his workshops and everything like that. But I think we'll get him on one day. So what we are going to do is we are going to get into the reading. So Isaiah 56. Let me just pull up uh, what I need to read. And today I'm reading out of the New American Standard Bible. And it's, again, another short chapter, only 12 verses. And it reads like this. This is what the Lord says, guard justice and do righteousness for my salvation is about to come and my righteousness is to be revealed. Blessed is a man who does this and a son who takes hold of it, who keeps from profaning the Sabbath and keeps his hand from doing any evil. Let not the foreigner who has joined himself to the Lord say, the Lord will certainly separate me from his people, nor let the 
eunuch say, Behold, I am a dry tree. For this is what the Lord says to the eunuchs who keeps my Sabbaths and choose what pleases me and hold firmly to my covenant. To them I will give in my house and within my walls a memorial and a name better than that of sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name which will not be eliminated. Also the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord to attend to his service and to love the name of the Lord to be his servants. Everyone who keeps the Sabbath so as not to profane it and holds firmly to my covenant, even those I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burner offerings and their sacrifices will be acceptable on my altar, for my house will be called a house of prayer for all the peoples. The Lord God who gathers the dispersed of Israel declares, I will yet gather others to them, to those already gathered. All you wild animals, all you animals in the forest, come to eat. His watchmen are blind. All of them know nothing. All of them are mute dogs unable to bark, dreamers lying down who love to slumber. And the dogs are greedy. They are never satisfied, and they are shepherds who have no understanding. They have all turned to their own way, each one to his unjust gain without exception. Come, they say. Let's get wine and let's get let's drink heavily of intoxicating drink and tomorrow will be like today only more so. Sounds like they wanted the party. That's the reading of Isaiah chapter 56 verses 1 through 12. So why we should not be discouraged. <clears throat> so if you have ever been saved, there will be times that you will doubt your salvation. Well, trust me, I have my moments too where I doubt it. But, you know, you may look around and feel excluded from other believers, feeling like, you know, they are in God's grace and that you're an outcast, right? and unable to reach the same spiritualism or receive the same level of blessings that they are receiving and so on. But what God, what, 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 what the question is, what would God say about those feelings? Now he says in verse three, that we are not to say the Lord hath utterly separated me from his people. We are not to feel isolated or outcast from the blessings and grace of God. So what about the preachers and the pastors and Sunday school teachers or, or people who witness, you know, every day, but do not see any fruit for their labor? You know, at some point in our work for the Lord, whatever it is, you know, sometimes we might feel like we are not making a difference. Boy, I tell you what, does that not ring true? Because like today, for example, I was thinking about that myself today but with regards to this show. You know, I was thinking to myself, you know, am I even doing enough on this podcast? Am I even making a difference in the assembly with this podcast? You know, these are questions that, that raise up in my mind practically daily. But for some reason today, it was just kind of, I, I even, you know, even said it out loud audibly. Because it seems like the needle's not moving the way that I hoped it would. 
And for the record, I'm getting close to that 50,000 download mark, by the way, before February 2nd. That's my goal. I think I'm only like seven, six or 700 downloads away from hitting the 50,000 mark. Now to most podcasters that, you know, have been around for several years, that's probably nothing. They can get that in probably like a month or maybe a half month, depending. But, but for me, for someone like me who doesn't even have a huge social media presence, I mean, literally starting from scratch as if like I came out of thin air, which I did really. I was very shocked to see that, you know, wow, like a year later and almost 50,000 downloads. And I'm humbled to see that. It's really, really cool. And I thank all of you for that. So hopefully we can hit that 50,000 mark before February 2nd, which will be one year uh, since the inception of this podcast. But I, I, I question that all the time. I wonder to myself, am I even doing enough? Like, what am I doing? It seems like growth kind of slowed down some. Seem like the downloads aren't as high on a daily basis like they used to. And maybe part of that's because I dwindled down back to one show. There was sometimes where I was doing two shows, you know, three times a week. So I'm sure that had something to do with it. You know, people were listening. So that kind of maybe doubled, right? You know, the, the number of downloads in a day. So I got to look at things like that. But, you know... <clears throat> All the hard work and the prayers and the time that we invest in, and not just our salvation, but, you know, other people's salvation just don't seem to produce anything, right? Like we feel like a dried up tree who might as well just sit down and do nothing because we are useless, right? Like we, we might as well just let ourselves wither away to get chopped down and be burnt for firewood. Like that's about the only use that we might have, right? But again, how would God respond in all this? Now he says that those who choose the things that please me and take hold of my covenant, will I give in mine house and within my walls a place and a name better than of sons and of daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. And even if we feel that God has removed himself from us at times, or we might feel unsuccessful in our work for the Lord, if we stay faithful to God's commandments, then I think, I, I honestly think that he will honor us and bring us to his holy mountain. I, I really believe that. So even if we never see the fruit of our own labor here on earth, I mean, who knows what kind of ripple effects that we might create and reverberate out in the, out in the world and the universe. Like we have no idea, like maybe something I'm doing today might ripple out in the world and it may not manifest until, I don't know, 30 years from now. And I, I might not even see it. For one of two reasons. One, I'm probably not within the proximity of seeing such fruit to be, you know, produced. Or two, well, I'd be dead, right? But see, God sees it in heaven and is pleased. You know, your work may be as simple as living a blameless, you know, as blameless of a life as you can in front of your coworkers, for example, right? You know, God will honor you if you remain faithful. So, I guess the big message here is we shouldn't give up and I need to keep up, you know, keep that myself. You know, I, I gotta, I gotta, 
I got to, I got to take this advice myself. This isn't just for you guys. This is also for me. So we need to keep pressing onward, you know, to the mark of the high calling of God. And so the blessing of living forever with God on his holy mountain of the new Jerusalem. So as we look at this verse by verse, as we look at verse one, God is encouraging the Jews to keep his commandments because Christ is coming soon, right? So although this verse was written about seven centuries before Jesus's birth, in God's eyes, Christ appearing was near, and God views time very differently than we do. And so the believer is able to exhibit patience when one considers time from the heavenly perspective. I forgot where I heard this, or I, I don't know if it's in the Bible, but I'm not sure how one would even validate this, but someone somewhere I heard that like, you know, a thousand years is almost equivalent to like a day for God, which I, I don't know how that works. I don't know who came up with that or where, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. Now, as we look at verses two through eight, the believer is, again, like we talked about, the believer is not to give up on God just because God has not answered one's prayers yet, right? And I think we find ourselves there quite a bit. You know, God explicitly promises rewards to those who endure. And even when it seems that God has removed himself, he promises to return again to those in a covenant relationship with him. And so every sacrifice that one is made physical, you know, like whether if they're physical sacrifices, like for the Jew and or, and or spiritual sacrifices for the Christian, they will be honored by God. You know, those who have taken an extra oath to service in the Lord's work, such as, you know, the eunuchs will receive the extra blessing of eternal honor and remembrance. In other words, God never forgets anything that any man or woman does for him. And he makes it very clear in Revelation 2.2 in Matthew 25.40. So when all is said and done, God will restore Israel and draw all of his people, both Jew and Christian, to Jerusalem to celebrate their redemption in the house of the Lord. So in contrast, as we look at the last few verses, 9 through 12, to the promise of blessings to the faithful, God rebukes those who have abandoned his ways. You know, he actually calls for the devouring of such people. And forsaking God, they make themselves vulnerable to the attack and overpowering of natural forces and the world system. And God gives the beast of this earth, which would be Satan in this case, permission to attack. God says that such people have even lost the ability to recognize such threats, and they cannot bark and alert to warn others of a coming problem. Instead of looking for problems and being a, you know, an astute watchman, such people seek after their own gain. And they look inward for wisdom instead of learning from others and the Lord. And they put themselves as the center of attention at like the, you know, try to make themselves like the life of the party, if you will. And they promise an unending parade of fun and indulgence. What does that sound like to you? 
Mm-hmm. It's a short chapter, but I tell you, there's a lot of a lot of wisdom in this. Like I said, this chapter probably this chapter couldn't have come at a better time because, like I said, I've been I've been asking this question myself. You know, am I doing enough? You know, um, I was telling you this story. Like I said, I'm, whose name I'm going to keep remain you know nameless, but a friend of mine who's having marital issues right now, and you know, I told him I said, anytime you need to talk, you know, I'm here, and because uh, you know, I I shared I shared with him you know what my story was, and you know, he he's even admitted he goes, you know, I, look, I know in the last couple few years, you know, I've been dealing with depression, and I've been dealing with this, I've been dealing with that, and yeah, I realize I've been kind of you know, verbally abusive. Cause that's what his wife was even saying, you know, and now he's come to realize, okay, crap, I, I need to fix myself. And so he's seeking counseling. He's going to church. He's, you know, going on a four day men's retreat with his church, you know, to kind of go through this spiritual cleansing, if you will, right. To fix himself because he, he's tired. He, he wants to fix his family. He wants to save his family. But unfortunately, you know, his wife seemed to have checked out. And it's going a different direction. I mean, even going as so far as to ask, you know, a couple months ago to swing. He's like, no. Now, they're still married. They haven't officially divorced. You know, one minute she wants to fix the marriage and and, and stick around and, 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 you know, proceeds in actions that seem like she cares and loves him. And then the next moment, you know, she's screaming at him and on her phone texting this guy that she's going on, you know, dinner dates once a week on Tuesdays, which today is Tuesday. So that would be tonight. And so that's what I told him. I said, look, man, I said, this is going to be a process and it's not going to be a, an overnight thing. You're not going to fix this overnight. I said, so what I'm going to tell you, you need to trust the process, but you need to be patient with the process because the process is going to happen in a time frame that you're not going to be satisfied with because people like you and I are very impatient people and we have to learn the power of patience in this case. And so I told him, I said, first off, what you need to do is you need to go around your house. And I think he did that this weekend because he was at his house by himself. And I told him, I said, you need to evict the devil out of your home. You need to take authority and step up evict his ass out. Excuse my language, but you got to evict his ass out of your home and you need to invite the rightful tenant, the rightful owner, actually, the rightful king of that home. And that would be God and Jesus Christ. That's that's God's home. I said, so when you evict Satan out of your home, you need to declare that that is God's home now. And you need to center your marriage and your life in the way you parent around God. And And, I, and he's done so. And I told him, I said, that's not just a one-off thing, by the way, bud. I said, you got to keep doing that. And I told him, I said, you you know, and he's not giving up on his wife, which I applaud him. He thinks that she's trying to get attention because, you know, he's been working a lot. That's another big part of it. Working a lot. And, you know, and so there is a lot, there's a lot going on there. And to spare details, we'll just say this. The end, you know, when we had our conversation out today in the parking lot, I, I told him, I said, look, man. I said, it's interesting because the way he's explaining it to me, he said that like, there's one moment she's all into him and, and, and wants to have the family. And then the next minute she's like, not, I said, it sounds like to me, the Ashley, you know, is in love with you. I said, but Satan's got a very, very deep stronghold. 
and and it seems like she's like fighting back and forth, right? Like she's trying to like one minute she's all about going to counseling, but then all of a sudden, then you know, she's like irritated and mad that you know that he set that up. And it's like, well, you know, he and he and it throws him for a mental tailspin. I said, look, man, I said it's a process. Keep you know, if you're truly not giving up on her and the family, because I got you know quite a few kids. They're about to be debt free in a few months. I mean, you know, really. I said, you got to trust the process and you got to keep praying and you need to lean into God. I said, but the important thing is you have to realize and understand it's not going to be an overnight success. I said, it's going to take some time. And it's going to take some time. And there's going to be some days like I like today, right? Like I told you, like based on this Bible verse we were just reading, this Bible, this chapter, there will be days you're going to be wondering. Is he even there for me, right? Like, am I, am I even doing this right? I just told him, I said, you got to trust the process. Trust the process and be patient. So anyway, but uh, yeah, I feel bad for him, but we're going to keep him in our prayers and we're going to, you know, keep, uh, we're just going to keep after it for him. It's, uh, it's a very, very challenging situation that he's, find, you know, found himself in, but, you know, he, he, he will. He will, I believe, he's going to be just fine. I really believe that. So anyway, so I'm trying to think. Let's take a quick short break and we will be right back. And we'll get into the next part of the conversation. So I tell you, I've been uh, I've been doing some shopping on Amazon, trying to figure out what kind of uh, new equipment I've been wanting to do or you know get. Uh, I was looking at a lot of different things because I want to you know get a a new podcasting soundboard where I can plug my phone in directly or actually connect it you know via Bluetooth so I can actually do live call-ins uh, over the air live you know through my phone, which would be great. Um, trying to just trying to you know. Just trying to figure, you know, just kind of doing some homework here. And um, I, I just want to make sure I'm not buying the wrong, you know, the wrong equipment. That's pretty, it's pretty tough when, when it comes to electronics, especially when you're buying it online. So, um, so where to begin? So as you all know, the title is Who Sold Out? Before we get into that conversation a little further... I want to play this a uh, couple of pieces here. So the first piece I want to play is by Judge Janine on from Fox. And it's, I think only about like 20 seconds maybe. And then I got another piece that's about two minutes long by a war veteran, which kind of relates, you know, kind of goes along with what Judge Janine was saying. So let's give this a quick listen. You are no longer safe in America. Your government is not protecting you. The police cannot protect you. In short, you're on your own. 
Something has radically changed in America. Crime is coming out of nowhere and is hitting like a thunderbolt. It can happen at a Christmas parade in a high school on a subway platform to an Ivy League student walking near campus who are no longer safe in America. Yeah. It's interesting because we are seeing more and more and more chaos, more crime, and especially as inflation continues to go up, you're even seeing people who are in the middle class sectors, right, of, of society that even starting to shoplift, not because they are criminal in nature, but, you know, when you got children at home and your income got passed by the rate of inflation and your income's not keeping up, you know, what are people supposed to do? I mean, really, like, what are people supposed to do when you're trying to, when you're trying to, you know, feed your kids? You know, it turns good white, you know, it turns good people who are hard workers into, you know, not criminals, but they just, they, they, they end up turning into, you know, turning towards options that they, they might, you know, they never thought of, you know, resorting to. Now, here's another clip, and, and, and I say all that to say this. There is a remedy for this. we just got to get back to self-governance. Well, Jason, what's that look like? Well, I've been telling you for almost a year now. What it looks like is a minimum of 38 states. You need roughly about 30 to 32 people, preferably at least 35, just, you know, in case one or two drop off, but at least 35 people in a room with 38 states minimum. We already have 16. We're waiting for lucky number 17 to pop up any day now. And when you have 38 states, that's three quarters of the 50 states. That is when the power of the people finally can actually get returned. And the military would actually recognize that lawful authority of the civilian population and the people that are in in assembly. But until that happens, the only semblance of government that we have is, well, the military. The military is the one that's actually running this country, not Biden, not his fake administration. And I have people in my family that are like, oh, well, that's a that's a different story. Uh, that's a debate that, you know, I think we'll have to disagree on. Well, you know, that's fine. But when you actually kind of really pay attention to really what's going on, Biden is not in charge. It's the military. The military has always run this country. They're the ones that are providing the 19 essential services. Or, you know, the, the per the, you know, the what is it? The, the Reconstruction Act, the, of the Act of 1871. You know, the Services Contract Administration. They're the ones that are basically running this country until the people return back to original jurisdiction and return to the offices that were left vacated back in 1861. There is so much fakery and and just nonsense going on. So that's how we fix it. Now, if you want to learn more, you can go to wwwnational hyphen assembly.net go to the forum you click on the forums and at the top of the page 
there's a link either at the first, the, the first or the second one down. It says, are you new or, you know, new to the assembly? Click here. And it gives you kind of like a rundown, kind of almost like a welcome in a way. And then start figuring out who's in your state. You know, if your state's even assembled, you can email me. If you have questions, we can get you in contact with people in your state. If there are people already starting to assemble. So email me J M J direct at gmail.com or at protonmail.com J M J direct at gmail.com or protonmail.com. And I will forward you to the, you know, proper people who will, you know, then get you in contact with, you know, someone in your state. But like Destry was just saying right here in the chat, because we do have so much fakery going on, fake government, and we also have fake assemblies too. And we're going to get into that. And he was saying, funny, the fake assemblies even admit, they admit it, guys. They admit that the military even refused to acknowledge them. They admit it. Uh, zero in Michigan. It's a uh, national dash assembly.net. I don't know what that is. It almost looks like an apostrophe or an asterisk, <laughs> but yet they even admit it that the, re- that the military has refused to acknowledge them. This is what I was bringing up in, on Bards FM in his live chat yesterday for the Bended Knee show. And he never gave me an answer, by the way, I should, I should say that I, I'm going to tell you right now. He never did answer me. Cause I asked him, tell me how does status correcting restore a Republic? It doesn't. And listen, he's got an open invitation to come on this show anytime he wants. Now, will he? Probably not. I don't expect him to. In fact, I sent them an email today, as a matter of fact, which I'll get into in a second. But let's go get back to this real quick, and then I'll get into that. About America not being safe. Let's listen what this war veteran has to say about the subject. Scared, y'all. I'm not going to lie. I'm more scared now than I've ever been when I was at war. I've been to Iraq several times. I've been to Afghanistan several times. Bosnia, Macedonia, and Kosovo in the late 90s in that conflict. And I'm more scared now than I was when I was at war and on those peacekeeping missions. I'm scared. But what am I scared of? I'm scared of all the shit that the government is putting in place to crush us as Americans. And what's so crazy, the people that are aware like me and conscious like me, we are the minority when we need to be the majority. By the way, there's a a, a few swear words here. I totally forgot about that. Just FYI. Majority. Because the majority of Americans don't even know what's going on. The people I talk to on a daily basis have no clue of what's going on. So when I try to enlighten them, I can tell by their demeanor that they don't want to hear. They already think I'm lying. They call me crazy, but they know I do my research, but they still don't want to believe nothing coming out of my mouth. And that's scary because this is a time right now that we need to come together. I don't care what your race is. I don't give a fuck about that. We need to come together as Americans and show this government that you are not going to crush us because we're not we're not going to put up with it. But they're going to win. Because like I said, the people that are aware and are conscious, we are the minority. And the majority 
are oblivious to anything that's going on. And that's what the government wants. They want us deaf, dumb, blind, and distracted. And that's what we are as Americans right now. We are distracted. We're fighting over any and everything that we can. Stupid shit, petty shit. Shit that is meaningless when it comes to the shit that the government is about to bring down on us. I'm scared. Sorry for the F-bomb and the uh, S-words, but you know what? Um, at the same time, I'm not sorry just because, uh, you know, he makes good points. And, and quite frankly, he he's very right. He's very, very right. The government is the fake government. They do not have our best interest at heart. Make no mistake. They do not have our best interest at heart. And they will squash us the minute they have us in checkmate. Well, Jason, how, how do we know that we're not already in checkmate? I'll tell you how and why. It's because we're growing our assemblies at a pretty steady rate. I mean, come on, just in the last month and a half to two months, Oregon and Illinois published public notice with no rebuttals by the corporation. Here's the other reason we have God on our side. But see, this gentleman, this war veteran, is absolutely correct. The minority, it should be the majority, and the majority, unfortunately, does not have any idea what the heck is going on. They're too caught up in their social media. They're too caught up in watching stupid videos of, you know, cats beating the hell out of a duck. Guilty. There's one TikTok video that I love watching, or TikTok channel, where these two cats and this duck, they always get into it. It's kind of funny, actually, but... I try not to let it, you know, take over my life, but there's too many people that are just all about their NFL football games. They're all about, you know, going out to the bars every weekend. They're all about binge watching, you know, this or binge watching that on Netflix or, you know, they're, they're so consumed with me, right? Me, 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 me. And, 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 oh, I, I need to go shopping and I, I need to get this latest, article of clothing that I saw some Hollywood elitist wear, which I don't know why anybody would want to follow any Hollywood elitist anymore because they're nothing but a bunch of pedophiles, mostly all of them. The majority of people are flat out oblivious to what's going on. And I'd like to actually have Lisa from Georgia on this show because, and, and I, I keep feeling, I keep forgetting, but she, she was asking me like, how do you start a conversation or how do you pitch the assembly to people? And I'm thinking to myself, well, first off, you don't want to make it like a pitch because you don't want to come across as, you know, gimmicky or salesmanish, right? You don't, it should just come up organically in a conversation. Well, Jason, well, what's that look like? Well, just wait for somebody to complain about the government or complain about Biden. It's very easy to hear that conversation because people are pissed with what's going on. People are overspending $100 more every other week in groceries and, and, and paying you know 60% more on their utility bills and their gas bill for their car. 
trust me, it's not going to be hard to slip in the conversation, you know, slip in the subject of what the assembly is, you know, just wait for somebody to complain about the state of our economic, you know, economy. <laughs> just, just wait, just give it a few minutes. You'll, you'll, you'll have an opportunity. You'll have more open doors to slip in this subject and, 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 and talk about it organically. It's not even funny. And so like Zero in Michigan was actually just saying, you got to show them where the assembly comes from. Although I agree with you, Zero, the thing is, is you could show people all the proof in the world, but when people are so used to a system that they, that has lied to them all these years and all these decades, it just, it won't, you could show them facts upon facts and evidence upon evidence and receipts upon receipts. And, and most people will still look at that, look at you, look at that again, shrug their shoulders and be like, eh, I still don't believe it. That's the sad thing. You could provide all the receipts you, you could to someone, but you know, but at the end of the day, what we have to rely on though, I will say this, what we have to rely on, cause you asked, what else do you have? Very good question with a very good answer. What we have is God, because God calls specific people at specific times for a specific purpose. Would you agree? We have God. If it's going to, when you talk about the assembly, right? And Destry makes a good point. Never call them the government. Call them the corporate United States because that's exactly what they are. Yes. And so when you, when you, when when you bring up the assembly, you tell them where you know. Obviously, you give them the website. Show them what it's about. Invite them, like you said, zero right. Invite them to a call or a meeting. I went to meetings for three months before I actually dove in and, and, and signed my JCO on the county level. And I think it was about six months later before I actually uh, signed, you know, uh, um, what's the word? Basically swore in on the state level. But I think because when you explain something like this to someone, they're either going to get it or they're not. You know, they're either going to get it or they're not. Now, kind of along those lines, I do want to say this. So I was listening. So obviously this whole thing about Scott, and again, I'm not going to, I'm not just, I'm going to put this out there before all the trolls start coming out and sending me hate me, hate mail. He has said something that really actually sparked a lot of people to reach out to me actually quite pissed too here's what he said on yesterday's show on bended knee oh i was on the zelenko report this morning with ann vandersteel she's awesome and she's got an upcoming event for those of you in the northwest not too far from me either it's going to be in springfield and that upcoming event is on Let's see if I get the date here. It's going to be on Saturday, February 25th in 2023 from noon to 5 p.m. in Springfield, Oregon. It's $99 each. I may be there. Not sure. I've got to check my schedule. But she's going to be focusing on the whole process of becoming a state national, 
which I'm getting behind more and more by the day. So I just had a long talk with her about that after the show. She actually showed me her state national passport, which is pretty awesome. So I'm going to be pushing that pretty heavy. I know somebody wrote me the other day and said they didn't think that was a good idea. Said something about a assembly of states. Here's my answer to that. You have to give back your sovereignty individually before we can win this thing. And I don't agree with the assembly of states at this point in time because every test that's ever been run of it, the, the, the people become so misguided in their information that, and I'm not exaggerating about this, every test that's been run on an assembly of states to try to get the Constitution back has resulted in somebody giving up either the First Amendment or the Second Amendment. And typically they give up the First Amendment because the people on the left want to give everybody everything they want on the Second Amendment. It's crazy. Not working. People aren't educated enough to do that yet. So, that said. I don't know. What say you guys? I know that pissed a lot of you people off. I know it did. I got quite a few emails and people on Telegram just beside themselves because, you know, you hear a voice like this who you trust, right? Who you trusted. It's a good voice. He tells good stories. He's a good producer. He's a good video um, producer. I will take nothing away from this guy. I did send him an email. This is my third and final attempt. And I'll even say this on the air right now. Scott, I know you probably don't even listen to this show. You probably never entertain it. That's fine. You're probably looking at my 400 and some odd followers and be like, this guy's nothing. Remember, you started somewhere too, so let's just get that out of the way. But you have an open invitation to come on this show so we can discuss this. And I can explain exactly what the National Assembly is and explain to you, and maybe I can even get you in contact with better people than myself who can actually explain this much more in detail, why the state national concept, as you called it, is a trap that's set by the corporate corporate United States. You're going to end up leading 73,000 plus people who follow your channel down a dark, dark path. And a dark path of potentially no return. The email I sent them earlier was this. And I still never got a response. Surprise. But I said, I said, good morning, Scott. I said, this is the email you claim that I have already sent. Guess you were wrong on that minor little assumption, but just like you are incorrect with regards to the state national concept. I said, again, the state national is a noun created under the corporation in 1887 and status correcting is a trap set by the corporation. You should do more digging and research and understand what is in the code, 8 U.S. Code, subsection 1401 and 1423. Also, I highly advise you to look at 18 U.S. Code, subsection 911. Do a little research. 
very, very important for you and your listeners that you are about to lead down a dark path. Understand one thing, Scott, you are either an ignorant, prideful, and stupid man. Yes, I said that. Or you have been paid a pretty penny to subvert the process of the lawful assembly of the people of which we already have 16 states that have published public notice with zero rebuttals. We only need 22 more and we are well on our way to return to original jurisdiction back to the people, get back to common law and self-governance. I already know going into this email, you were you will not look at the information I provided. You will not look at the website, national-assembly.net. I already know that this email will either be ignored, deleted, and or met with an arrogant and subtle hostile response, just like you did on True Social and on your chat yesterday with me. Understand one thing. For someone like yourself who claims to be in the know and have a lot of contacts in the military and in D.C., you should be very well aware of what the National Assembly is and what that means to returning to original jurisdiction and returning to restoring the Republic of these United States of America. If you are open to it, I can certainly get you in contact with the right people who can give you solid information on what the Assembly is. Oregon, your home state, just became the 15th assembled state to put out public notice with no rebuttal by the corporation, and Illinois was the 16th. So. If you're open to it, let me know. Otherwise, you should be very well aware of the lawful ramifications this will impose on you and others in the future when we come out of interim status. I'd sure hate to be on the wrong end working with a group who was responsible for an attempted overthrow of a lawful government being the de jure government, which is backed by the military. Take my word for it. Don't take my word for it. But time will show you soon enough. God bless and remain faithful and honest to God and his people that listen to you. Jason. So that was the email that I sent. I don't expect any answer. I don't expect any, you know, none of that. I, I really don't, 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 don't care, quite frankly, because, well, like Destry just said, yeah, on, you know, he, Hosea 4, 6, my people will perish for lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be more information that's going to be coming out, I think, regarding state nationals, which, you know, I can't really say much on. We need to get verification and receipts because we're not going to put something out there without having verification and receipts. Validation, as, as, as we say. We need validation on these things. Right? We need validation. And it kind of really, it kind of really disappoints me that he doubled down on the state national thing because of Ann, you know, he was on Ann Vandersteel's show. I think Dr. Kerry Madey is another one that bought into this whole thing. Yeah, but Jason, you said who sold out? Well, we shall see in time. Now, I'm not saying Scott sold out, but I beg to ask the question, what, what's going on here? So I received an email. So the, the guy that actually, the person that actually ended up sending Scott an email, which Scott thought was me, 
he ended up sending me an email saying, uh, let me see if I can find it. He said, I was the one who wrote him. I'm, I'm going to keep this name anonymous, but he said, I was the one who wrote him the other day, deleted the family room channel, and you know his followers will buy into it and gladly do it. I'm watching to see if he took the $50 million deal that Steven Crowder turned down. Think female persuasion is at play here, waiting to see if Scott marries her. We'll probably stop listening to his podcast. And then I, uh, I responded. I said, yeah, that's interesting. And I asked him, like, well, what $50 million are you talking about? Because I had no idea about it. And then he ended up responding by saying, and Vandersteel and him were on a podcast together, the Zelenko Report, which we just heard, who's behind that, and didn't Zev die? I appealed to Scott to present all sides, Destry with the National Assembly, Kirk with KLC, Chris Ann Hall, National Liberty Alliance, State National Convention of States, everything. But apparently female persuasion has blinded him and he no longer researches in depth. Now, this is his words, not mine. He, he Then he says, is he CIA? And I'll be honest with you, I've asked that question myself. And he says, I've suspected now thousands who worship him will blindly follow him down this path. And his episode 8, 1989, Mass Psychosis, is a, definitely a bold episode. Yet he scorns internet influencers leading down, you know, people down the wrong path. He stated in Bended Knee in 1983 episode that all attempts in the past to assemble the state's failed due to no organization. I asked him to please share where he got that information because I've never read that and found to everything about the assembly to be true. He won't answer me, never does. I'm praying something happens quickly with the National Assembly and that the state national movement halts. Maybe the info you have is why all of a sudden the move with Kesterson, it's financial, and increase his followers. I also pray God opens his eyes. Well, I do too. I really do. I really pray that God opens his eyes. Yeah, uh, Rita. Yeah, Carrie Madej too. Somebody, I think it was uh, Lizanella, who is a listener to both Bards FM and here. She listens to Dr. Carrie Madej every week. And Dr. Carrie Madej talks about state nationalism and all that good fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really am. Uh, I, I, I will say this from the bottom of my heart. I really am apologetic on behalf of, uh, well, I'm not even say on behalf of him because he, he, he knows what he's doing, but I do apologize for those that trusted a voice like this for, for many months, almost years. And then you get this kind of bomb dropped on you. It's, it's pretty disappointing. I know. And that's what I said in his chat room. I said, Scott, you of all people should know how the, you know Satan works, how deceptive he is. Hopefully I can get somebody on the show who became a state national who actually regrets it. And we can ask questions about it. Destry was just saying here in the chat, getting validation and maybe direct testimony from someone who did, oh, just what I was just saying, right? Who did status change and how it screwed him on something big. So once we get that validation and we get those receipts, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully, fingers crossed, say your prayers, hopefully, because Destry knows this individual, I can get them on the show and um, we can talk about that. So back to Crowder now and this $50 million deal, I got a couple more sound bites I'm going to play and then we'll close this out. But apparently there was a $50 million offer that was put forward to him 
And he turned it down because he said 50 million offer is actually slavery. Let's hear a couple things that he had to say. If you've watched for the last decade, you know that I've always made it clear that we here at Mug Club are in the business of serving you, the viewer, you watching, listening right now. I've also made it clear that I wouldn't be in the business of attacking other conservatives, uh, regardless of disagreements or personal issues. And I've always explained my logic was relatively simple. I believe that the world was better with more voices out there rather than less, regardless of minute differences, considering the magnitude of the battle that we are genuinely fighting for our country right now. But for the first time, I have to say that I believe many of those in charge in the right-leaning media are actually at odds with what's best for you, the viewer, the customer, uh, and more importantly, the country. We here at Mug Club, we thought that we were all in this together, that we were fighting the, the, the media, entertainment, industrial complex. Um, we thought that we were all genuinely taking it to big tech. But too many of those in charge of the big conservative platforms um, are verifiably in bed with them. Big tech is in bed with big con. The people you thought, the people I thought were fighting for you, a lot of it has been a big con. Now, I'm specifically avoiding naming names or going after individuals uh, in this video because I genuinely hope that those I'm addressing, and you know who you are, have a change of heart. It's, it's never too late to do the right thing. Guys, this is a genuine plea. We can all do better. We can all do better. It doesn't have to be this way. And please, don't make me have to provide receipts. Now, to the others out there um, who have now been able to verify, have been locked into exploitative contracts that I have the luxury of not having to sign, which is why I'm doing this, um, those of you out there who've been there's many voices out there that a lot of people trust. I'm not just sing singling out Scott. There's many. And I'm going to tell you right now, anybody out there is going to come over here and troll this show like you did some months back last, uh, last uh, you know, over the summer last year. You're going to have another thing coming for you. I'm going to tell you right now, because don't sit there and tell me that Scott hasn't called out other people on his show. I heard him. I, he plays clips of other people. He calls out people all the time. So if I see one freaking troll come over here, your ass is going to be grass. You know what you're going to get? This is what you're going to get. Troll alert. Troll alert. I smell a stinky troll. You will be booted out. Your nonsense is no longer allowed. It's time for you to learn some digital manners. Adios. Bye, Felicia. That's right. Bye, Felicia. That's what you're going to get. And then at that very moment, that's when you're going to get deleted and blocked. Now, Rocky Raccoon, why would you say I'm not a troll, Jason? I never accused you of being a troll. That's not nice. No, but it's, it's not you. There's, there's people out there. And one of them popped in yesterday, as a matter of fact. I know exactly who she is. Nikki. 
she popped in and popped right back out. I know exactly what she was doing because it was right after, again, Bard's live show because I was trying to put some truth out there. So just FYI to anybody out there, look, I, I don't care who you listen to, but what I'm saying is pray to God for discernment and ask for clarity. And when it comes to the information I'm putting out here, I certainly encourage you do not take anything and everything that I say for face value. Verify it, guys. Take it to prayer. Ask God, is Jason full of crap or is, is, he, is he legit good? Take it to prayer. Okay? You got to take it to prayer. You never trust just anyone. Seriously, even if it's in your own family, don't take anybody's word for it for, you know, for face value. And yeah, like what Randy was saying, put on God's armor. Because I'm telling you right now, guys, one thing you're not going to see here at His Heart Line, we're not selling out. Now, Jason, can you be so sure of that? Yeah, actually I can. Because you know what? With what I believe is coming down the road, nobody will have to sell out. You know, we're going to have such a good account. Because, my, you know, the thing is, if God has a plan for me to earn a living doing this, it's going to be an honest and just way. It's not going to be making you the listener, the product for big corporate advertisers to, you know, to, to, to scavenge off you. All right. Cause there's one thing I can't stand is freaking advertisement upon advertisement upon advertisement. Like Steven Crowder said, he'll do one advertisement. That's it per show. He will not blast it with six, seven, eight different advertisements. Here's one other thing that he was saying. I just want you to think about this for a second. There's a reason that if you felt this way, let me put it this way, and I've heard feedback from you. If you feel in your gut that a lot of conservative content out there feels homogenous, feels sanitized, feels like they're they're missing some key points. There's a reason for that. There's a reason that you know, you, you often find yourself asking, hey, I wonder why X won't talk about Y. And I now know any contract that I would have signed would have turned this into yet another softer radio show on video littered with live reads for every sponsor that could be crammed into every single episode possible devoid of the sketches, the change my mind type segments, the spontaneity, the levity that's made this show exactly what it is. Oh, and by the way, I was told would never work by the same powers that be. That's right. You know, I found a newfound respect for Steven Crowder. I really did. And then this is what the response from the Daily Wire was. Our friend Steven Crowder has launched a new initiative called Stop Big Con. And in the video announcing the launch of the project, he talked about leaving the blaze and all the different offers that he fielded from other conservative organizations and what he thought were the real problems with those offers. And that's led a lot of people to speculate about whether or not the Daily Wire is one of the people who made him an offer. In particular, are we the ones who made the offer uh, that he put up on the screen and talked about um, at length? And the answer is yes, that offer did come from the Daily Wire. Uh, I'm not trying to hide that fact. I'm not ashamed of that fact. In fact, I think it's a very good offer. Um, but I think there's a lot of sort of misconceptions about 
The nature of the offer, the nature of the points, I think Stephen misunderstood a lot of the points. And so the way we do here at The Daily Wire, we're just going to be incredibly transparent. You know that we like to have our members be a part of the journey. We live stream all of our company town halls, for example. We just find that you know sunlight sometimes is, is the best disinfectant. And so with that in mind. No, you know, let me say this. Steven didn't misunderstand any of the points in that contract. He has a, 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 a team of attorneys and lawyers that read through that. He did not misunderstand one single line. You want to know why? Because, again, his team, his, his, his legal team that he pays combs through all that. And, you know, the stipulations inside that contract was insane. And quite frankly, I'm glad he turned down that 50. Now, again, I've never really listened to louder, you know, listen to the louder with Crowder show. Maybe I might now knowing what I knew, you know, know that he turned that down. I mean, that's awesome. But let me tell you, I don't listen to the mainstream news anymore. I don't listen to um, and I used to listen to him a lot. Um, Andrew Wilkow with the Wilkow majority on Sirius Patriot XM. Channel 125. I used to listen to him, David Webb, Breitbart News. You know, you you better rest assured that, yeah, they might sound like they are putting out the truth, but truth be told, they are still having to soften that show. Why? Because they have a big corporate entity above them that signs their paychecks and they are all under contract. Make no mistake, they have a muzzle still over their mouth. Don't think for one second just because they're dogging on Kamala Harris being, you know, you know, old Willie's chew toy, you know, out in California. And that's how, you know, Kamala Harris rose through the ranks of politics was basically laying on her back or his back, whatever it is. Screwing her way up to public office. Don't think for one minute just because Andrew talks about that on Sirius XM that he could say whatever he wants. Oh, no, no, no. There's stipulations. There are things that he can't talk about. As a matter of fact, I remember one time. A caller did call in and tried bringing up the Assembly of States, and he basically poo-pooed it and shot it right down. I also remember one episode during the 2020 COVID year. I forgot what her name was, but the lady that uh, got arrested in Holland uh, for opening up her restaurant, I think is what it was. She even was brought on the blaze uh, or on, you know, on, on, on Glenn Beck's show. And she started talking about, you know, the corporation and what's going on. And 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 she started getting to basically National Assembly type talk, you know, discussing, you know, how our country is a corporation. And the first thing Glenn Beck says is, oh, I, I don't know anything about the corporation. I've never heard of any of that. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know why, Glenn? Because you're told, you little puppet, not to talk about it, you freaking sellout. These people, I'm telling you, man, these people. And, and, and that's why, like I said, I, I, I'm only relying on God to pave the way of where I need to go and how I'm going to earn my living. Because there's nothing more I would love to do than to do this full time and earn a living. I just don't see the path how yet, but I'm sure God will, will provide it. But I'll tell you one thing, guys. Mark my words. I will not sell out to some contract to be some you know, slave to the system. And to be muzzled and soften, you know, the content of the show. Absolutely not. Nope. Not doing it. They can go to hell with their contracts because that's contracts. No, contracts are the devil. I'm not doing it. I'm serious. You know, there's a reason, guys, and I know this is going on about 11 minutes past the hour here. But I, I want to explain just something for a quick few more seconds here before we close this out in prayer.
There's a reason why I share, not a lot, but I share some of the contents of my life, meaning like, you know, um, like last week when I got stuck on that hill heading up to Traverse City with a load of gas going up the, you know, we had that ice slush storm and I got stuck, literally stuck in the slow lane uphill on a four lane highway, two lanes going each way on M37. I share certain aspects of my life on Telegram and True Social so you can see who the guy behind the microphone is. You could see, because in a lot of these voices we listen to out there, who are they? Half of them, we don't even know what they look like. Sure, they might give us a backstory about what they used to do or what business they used to have or who, you know, somebody used to work for Target and corporate. But like, you never see these faces and you never know what they're doing now. You only assume that they're making their money off of podcasting. Are they? Maybe, I don't know, but are they making, really making enough of a living to, to live off of comfortably? See, I, I'm not going to sit here and brag what I make, but I make a six figure income driving a gas truck. And yes, it comes with long hours, but the reason I share the, the aspects of some of my life and, and show you my face and show you what I do and, you know, try to show you the real human element of Jason Jones and what he goes through on a daily basis is so you know you're not getting some CIA, FBI, undercover, God knows what individual who is just trying to pull the wool over your eyes. I'm trying to show you exactly who Jason Jones is. Again, just a truck driver. Just a truck driver who likes to pass gas, baby. I'm not here to sell fear. I'm not here to sp spike your anxiety because the Lord knows there's enough of that out there already. I'm here to tell you the real facts as I see it. And if I get it wrong and I do get it wrong, sometimes you all know that. And then when I do get it wrong and somebody corrects the rec you know, corrects me or brings forward proper information that maybe I may have misspoke, you know, misspoke. I will typically correct the record. My pride and my ego has long been evicted from my life. If I'm wrong, I will admit it and I will bring it forward and correct the record. So I say all that to say this. This show is not about me. It's about God. It's about taking care of your body temple that God gave you. So we like to talk about wellness, which by the way, I kind of want to do a show here coming up and talk about some good wellness topics, maybe homeopathic remedies for certain things. I like to touch on that at least maybe once a week. So we talk about God and Jesus Christ and how important it is to you know invite Christ in our heart, talk about health and wellness, talk about how we fortify the family how we strengthen the marriage, how we invite God in our marriage, because without God in the marriage and the family, your marriage and your family will fall apart. And when you don't have a strong family, you won't have a strong nation. And that's where the assemblies come in. You need strong families and you need strong people in the assembly. And yes, Randy, you know what? You make a good point. And we need to have more havenly moments. I was thinking about buying another microphone so we can not share the same microphone and have her spit in my face as she's talking. <laughs> But yeah, we're going to have Haven back on. She loves doing the podcast. 
just haven't thought about doing it uh, the last couple of weeks, been busy, but we'll have more Havenly moments. Absolutely. So again, guys, the moral of the story is this. Be careful who you listen to. I'm not telling you, you got to be careful of me, but what I will say is take what I say to you on this mic, take it to God and ask, ask God, be like, God, what is, is this Jason character? Is he full of crap or is he for real? So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, so, you know, it's, it's just, don't take what people say for face value. Do your own research, ladies and gentlemen. It's very important. All right. So, um, I think that's all I got for you. I'm just trying to think if I have anything else, but, uh, so anyway, yeah, let's, let's end this off in the prayer. We're already 60 minutes past the hour. So dear heavenly father, I want to say thank you for this, this wonderful community here. And, and, and thank you for this platform. I really do appreciate it. And I appreciate every single man and woman that comes here and listens live and interacts in the chat. It's the most fun time ever. I think I thought I saw my mom somewhere in here. I kept seeing Joanne's name, my mom, Joanne, her name pop up. Thank you for my mom <laughs> and my dad, of course. Um, thank you for everybody else in my family, my wife and my daughter. And we appreciate our families as well, just in general. And we thank you for another day of life and good health. And we ask that you guide our thoughts and you guide our words and you guide our actions. May they all run in parallel with your plan. We pray for our nation. We pray for our assembly of states and the people that make up these assemblies. And we pray that we can get our three quarters of states this year. So we can move forward at restoring this nation, restoring this public. Father, we just ask that you forgive us of our trespasses and of our sins. We ask for repentance, not just as an individual, man or woman, but as a nation. Just give us a chance and we will not disappoint you, God. We will not disappoint you. And as usual, we invite your son, Jesus Christ, to be in our heart each and every day. And we pray all this in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. You guys are amazing. I really think you guys are awesome. And yes, I want to parrot what Zero in Michigan said. Trust, but verify. Very, very, very important. Randy, I want to do a shout out to you, bud, because you are also another good friend. Great listener. Thank you. He says, thank you, Jason, and God bless and protect us all. Armor up, everyone. Rita says, in Jesus' precious name, amen. Oh, that's cool, Oscar. Oscar was saying Darren on Thursday's national call has a good three-step recruitment document. So again, yeah, while we're on that topic, remember every Thursday at 9 p.m., we do have the National Assembly call. Go to national-assembly.net. That's national-assembly.net. Click on the uh, conference call link. It'll bring up the number and the free conference call link. So you can tune in on that, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Very good information. Kirk, Kirk's Law Corner is usually there. And he has a lot of good information as well. Pam and Jean, glad to see you here. Thank you for joining us. Rita, as usual, thank you for joining us. Trying to just go through the list. I, I want to start, you know, like saying hi to people and, and bye before we leave. Uh, let's see here. Patriot Beagle, another good one. Raccoon Six. 
who else are we li- leaving out here? T-S-L-F-L-A. We're going to have to like make a word for that. Tisfla. <laughs> Industry, of course. Thank you all for being here. Really do appreciate it. And uh, I hope wherever you're at in the world, you all have a good night or a good day wherever you're at. And, and we'll be back here tomorrow for episode 423. So until then or the next time, have a great day, great night. And, and remember, remain firm, steadfast and uncompromising. Hold that line. We'll see you back here tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Bye-bye. No longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in here at His Heart Line. Really appreciate you. And don't forget to share this podcast with friends and family. Just copy the link, shoot it via text. You could share it on social media. I don't care if you got to put it up in smoke signals. Just get it out there. And don't forget to check out the website, www.hisheartline.com. And join us here every single day. We operate six out of the seven days a week. And remember, as it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Don't forget, forget. sovereignty itself is of course not subject to law, for it is the author and source of law. But in our system, while sovereign powers are delegated to the agencies of government, Sovereignty itself remains with the people by whom and for whom all government exists and acts. We'll see you back here next time.